0: Hello, welcome to In The Pocket Across The Pond, I'm Lewis, I'm joined as always by the two Alexes and congratulations if you won your fantasy football league this past week. We're going to be having a look at some of the players that maybe got you that championship and maybe some of the players that lost you it as well. And as always we're going to be giving you our projection beaters this week because if you're one of those weirdos that has the championship in week 18, we've still got some fantasy analysis for you, so enjoy. Championship week came and went. (laughs) Some people want to remember it forever. Some people want to forget about it. The day after. (laughs) Straight away up top for the listeners, I was a loser in championship week, championship game. So I feel your pain. (laughs) Congratulations to the winner of our league. Um, It was a rough one. It was a rough one. And we'll get into the list of players that uh, either busted or just did you no favours this week Um, however there were a lot of players and teams that helped you out quite a lot let's look at some of those games to start with what else other than the Ravens to Mm -hmm. kick us off 56 Ravens, 19 Dolphins putting the whole league on notice Um, so it feels like we've been going through cycles this year of Oh, the Eagles are the best team. Oh, no, the Cowboys are the best team. No, the uh, 49ers are the best team. No, the Ravens are the best team. Are the Ravens actually the best team now, Lou? Is there anything going to change before the playoffs or Super Bowl? Unless, you know, uh, the Bills beat the Dolphins by 70, then no, the Ravens are the are the best team. Um yeah stomped him. The Ravens seem to always um smash the dolphins i i'm just remembering like i'm remembering him in, in lamar jackson's first mvp season um mm. which I, uh, I, I do you not know I mean he's do you not know I mean he's only no, no, mvp no, 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 no. season. I, I said that purpose <laughs> but i didn't misspeak i said his first mvp season because this will be his second um I remember the absolutely I think it was opening week that they absolutely stomped the Dolphins and the Dolphins were a completely different team back then obviously, but uh yeah. Crazy. Just briefly I know the question was about the Ravens, briefly on the Dolphins, I just think it's absolutely mental how a team in the same season can win seventy to twenty and then also lose fifty nine to nineteen. Fifty six to nineteen, sorry. Uh, I think that's crazy. Personally. It is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean you you talk about Lamar Jackson. Um he's from <clears throat> 3000 he already surpassed 3600 passing yards, you know that. That beats his previous uh MVP season by about 500 yards from the the 24 touchdowns to just seven interceptions. He's probably maybe it's probably not going to get 1,000 yards rushing on the ground in the regular season, but still 800 yards. I mean, Sharps, who is stopping the Ra- Who stops the Ravens before the Super Bowl? If anyone.
1: Before the Super Bowl... I don't think anyone stops them before the Super Bowl. I don't think they win the Super Bowl. Um, but I don't think the Dolphins have it. The chi- I feel like the Chiefs are one of the ones are going to make everyone look silly by being rubbish mm. and then still somehow inadvertently winning. But they just look bad, and like a ten and six record at the minute is just so ordinary for this team. I'm not worried about the Browns. There's still, there's always something in me that thinks the Bills will win a playoff game, but they never seem to. So yeah, yeah, it really comes down for me is will the Dolphins beat them? And they've just hammered the Dolphins. So no, yeah, I think it looks I think they've got a clear path as long as they don't
0: bottle it. I mean, Bill's on a four game winning streak. Everyone else in the AFC's lost this past weekend. The, the Chiefs, uh, we don't want to take the kind of count them out or kind of take them for granted because, you know, as long as we've been watching the NFL, pretty much, the Chiefs being in the AFC Championship game is a given. It would be a complete anomaly to our footballing NFL lives and knowledge if the Chiefs didn't make it to the AFC Championship game. So, like you're saying, chapels, so let's not count them out. I mean, on the Chiefs, like speaking quite disparagingly, they did just win their eighth straight AFC West title with the win this week. But I will say, I completely agree with the two of you. You know, like. We try and watch Red Zone every week. Obviously, the past couple of weeks, you know, you've had Christmas Eve, you've had New Year's Eve, so maybe, you know, you know, you can't watch all of it. So I've been, you know, watching the the highlights on YouTube, um, the impeccably edited highlights that that don't sometimes miss a touchdown and repeat plays three times over. um, <laughs> yeah. um I don't do they get do you think they get a machine to any of those highlights? I don't know. Um but a yeah, not so, 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 work very sometimes well. Sometimes I'm having to watch the highlights on the and um the Chiefs was one of those games, one of the the quite few games this week that I had to watch the highlights of and it speaks volumes that that was definitely the last one I thought of and it was like oh right, I've watched the rest of them, I've gotta watch the Chiefs highlights. When in any other season would you not wanna watch the Kansas City Chiefs highlights? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they put the Bengals away well and truly, kind of putting an end to the Bengals' valiant fight after Burrow went down. Mahomes, um, 245 yards and one touchdown. It was Pacheco that really had a monster mm. one in that game. But back to back to other teams in the AFC. How about the Browns mm. on that Thursday night? Just completely putting it on the Jets. Thirty-seven points. Joe Flacco falling asleep on the sideline. Is Flacco an elite QB? Uh, Sharples.
1: Oh, Donald Trump thinks yeah. so. So yeah, it must
0: be. I will preface that—that's that that's an old clip, but it's just sort of resurfaced. You can understand <laughs> why it's resurfaced. I think I think that clip was going around when he was the Jets' quarterback. Um, yeah, but uh, I mean, he's—he's he's he's a great
1: quarterback. <laughs>
0: he's playing elite, he is playing elite yeah there was a great, that video of him like, falling asleep on the sideline and there was like a comment on it that was like this guy's got five kids, this is any time he sits down for more than 30 seconds <laughs> like, yeah for play. play um, pretty contentious victory though for a team close to our hearts cheats. the Dallas Cowboys cheats are the Dallas Cowboys now cheating cheaters, Lou? You've got a bit more information on this. No, I'm. I have I have a bit of a I've got a bit of a point that I played what happened. Is that no, is that a no to we're not cheating cheaters? Yeah, I'm gonna explain how the Lions were actually attempting to cheat.
1: Right. <laughs> but no, which which is by the
0: way, I just preface, a joke. Uh poor officiating. <laughs> poor officiating lions. I'm not gonna say the lions should have won the game because there would have been time at the clock, you never know what could happen, but I will say the Lions should have gone ahead in that game. but uh, So yeah, uh, Cowboys pretty much had the game won, but couldn't gain the yardage needed uh, with just over two minutes to go. There was a bad call by the rest that led to that. We'll get to that. <clears throat> Lions marched up the field, scored a touchdown, just over a minute left of the game. Two-point conversion. Lions score on the two-point conversion. They go up, to there you go you think okay they've sewn it up Uh, Jared Goff he found lineman uh, Taylor Decker in the end zone officials flag Decker claiming that he didn't report as an eligible receiver to the refs Brad Allen was the ref in question he claims that Dan Skipper another lineman was the one who reported as eligible not Decker so justified the flag on the player so the Lions try the two point again after a couple of different fouls, which saw the ball, you know, coming back, then forward, blah, blah, blah. Their actual two point uh, attempt, which was upheld, um, didn't didn't work. So the Cowboys won the game. Obviously, the reaction to this has been pretty horrendous for Brad Allen and his team, who have made a lot of controversial and poor calls this season if you, if you want to look into that there's there's too many to sort of actually talk about um, people obviously want the refs to be held accountable the, they're not because they're already refing the Ravens-Steelers game um, I think that's in prime time as well so they're just not being held accountable for it really um, and you know, I mean people saying they should be fired, blah blah blah, all this sort of stuff Um it's not going to get overturned. That that is the result of the game. As I said before, 20 seconds left in the game, the Cowboys could have come back and scored. Um, I was watching a bit of Pro Football talk and Mike Florio made an argument that this might be like a an excuse for the refs, which I'm not fully buying. But he made the argument that the Lions play that they were running on that two-point conversion was purposefully trying to mislead the Cowboys as to who was eligible out of those linemen. Um, and in doing that, they also confused the refs. That's his argument. Now, that being said, if you're an NFL ref, you still need to be switched on to those things. It's literally a job. You can't let the moment, the crowd, the players the confusing play call get the better of you. It's literally your job to understand what's happening in the game. And also that play most likely would have been talked through in the pre-game meeting between the team and the refs. So it comes down to poor officiating, like we talk about in the Premier League over here all the time. Um, there There needs to be a higher standard. And the funny thing is about all of this, this play would have never happened if the refereeing team didn't get a call wrong two minutes earlier when they called tripping on the Cowboys when it should have been on Aidan Hutchinson. That call gets flipped the other side the correct way. The Cowboys get the yardage. They've won the game. You know, they see out the clock. So mm-hmm. it's, just <clears throat> po- it's poor officiating. You've got to feel bad for the Lions. You know, you do have to feel incredibly unjust that the Lions didn't go ahead in that game. Um, but it comes It comes down to the officiating, really. Like, mm. I don't know I, but what can be done at this point. Like, you can't, as as, mm. as a Cowboys fan, like, yeah, the Lions should have gone ahead. I'm not denying that, but the Cowboys won. And, you know, it, it's a bit disheartening if you're the Lions, because what are, the, what are you meant to do if you're the Lions? Answer me this, like, so a team's meant to, you know, dumb down the play call so that the refs understand what's happening. Is that what they're trying to say? Like, in fear that the ref isn't going to understand and flag you, I guess, but mm. that's essentially what went down and how the Lions tried to yeah. cheat. Yeah, in conclusion, the Lions tried to cheat first. Yeah. Um, elsewhere... Texans somehow scored twenty six points. I, I, I urge everyone to go to the box score of this game and try to add up how the Texans scored twenty six points. <laughs> um, the Birds with a big win over everyone's favorite team, the Falcons. The Birds showing us that, as we say every week, they're not that bad, not that bad team. And people in the in the um, stands chanting, "We want fields." We want fields. Now, I don't know whether the owners are taking that as Justin Fields or whether they heard it as we want a new field and they're going to get turf in at that stadium. Mm. Unclear. Uh, the are Saints just are... fans of agriculture in general. Yeah, yeah. we want fields. I like fields. I like
1: fields. Rolling fields. I love rolling used. fields. I love fields
0: uh, as well. The... I... I love Justin Fields for some games. <laughs> Other games, no. Um, the Saints upsetting the Buccaneers, setting up a bit of a uh, final week showdown. Unfortunately, it is the Buccaneers who play the Panthers uh, in that final week, so they're probably going to get into the playoffs. Uh, the Panthers just got beat 26 and off into the Jaguars, and the Panthers' owner is a huge moron. Huge, huge moron. Um the Bills, as we mentioned before, keep it rolling against the Patriots. Who, you know, the the, the fighting, they're putting up twenty-one points. Um, the Colts beat the Raiders, uh, just putting another kind of um, another reminder that Shane Steichen should probably probably be in consideration for Coach of the Year. Giants played the Rams really hard, but the Rams won. Rams forty-nine is uh, back I will, it. Rams lost that on a missed field goal as well. Giants should have won that game. Giants. Giants, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you, um, I mean you know little side note, but do you think Dable's doing enough to keep that job? Putting up a bit of a fight at the end of the season in some games. Yeah, I mean, he he, he was many kind of um, sporting kind of shows um coach of the year last year. I don't know was he the official NFL coach of the year? I know he was a few kind of, like I said, um sporting talk shows coach of the year last year. I think he built up enough kind of uh good merit last year to, to warrant one bad year. Mm. Um but who knows, Bill Belichick's had one bad year and he might be uh getting the boot. <laughs> um 49ers back at it, Brock Purdy two thirty and two Standard Brock Purdy. Um, Boo. Start Boo line. <laughs> Boo earns. Boo earns why? Brock Purdy. Boo earns, yeah. And he burned you the week dumb. before. He burned you the week before, and they're just saying, I'm back on track. For all of those people that got knocked out of the fantasy semi finals because of me, I'm back on track. I'm having the most Brock Purdy game ever. <laughs> um, The Steelers upset the Seahawks. Seahawks are like all season i go back to the table uh, to the standings and i see that somehow the seahawks are still in contention for the playoffs and <laughs> even though even though it feels like every mm. week we talk about them losing mm. I, I it defies all logic uh, we've talked about the chiefs broncos winning the worst game of the weekend uh, and the packers here's one lads jordan love what are we thinking um, give me a score out of 10 on Jordan Love's rookie year and then give me, um, a, a kind of word for, uh, his future going forward as the quarterback of the, uh, of the Packers. Lou? alright? <laughs> and what about the score out of 10 for his rookie se- uh For his, his, not rookie season, his, uh, first year starting. Uh... Seven point five. Yeah, Sharps. Yeah,
1: I'd echo that. I'd give him about seven, seven and a half, um, and a word. Yeah,
0: sausages. Those, these are these are more noises than words. There's
1: more noises. Sorry, we, I'm used to that segment <laughs> where we where we made the noises. Um, yeah, fine. Uh, yeah, it could be all right. I In mean, that- I think it's. It's hard to judge him against the likes of, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Obviously he's not near as good as Rodgers, but like Rogers had Devontae Adams for ages and ages. Yeah. Who's Jordan loves Devontae Adams? Well he's got plenty of them though. That was at least fifty words. There, you know?
0: That was at least fifty words. I know. No, that was, you you never <laughs> know. That was I will say, I will say I a, a, on Jordan Love it, it, I saw Jordan go on. I, I saw the most uh you know, we like to laugh at the irrelevant stats that NFL posts and stuff like that. I saw genuinely the stupidest, most irrelevant stat this week on their Instagram. On. Um it was <clears throat> it was uh like a list of all Chicago Burr quarterbacks and the passing yardage yeah. and then Jordan Love's and it said Jordan Love is now thrown for more yards than any quarterback in Burr's history and it's like, but he doesn't play for the Burrs. he plays for the Packers. Why? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> uh, I know, yeah. yeah I just thought I um, was really stupid and irrelevant. Yeah, but but to answer Sharp's question, well, maybe Jaden Reed or Romeo Dowes or Christian Dobbs, Does Dobbs, or Christian Watson could be his. Uh, Devontae Adams or uh, Bo Not, Melton. Do, not, not Wicks, oh, Melton Wicks, Melton. Melton Mowbray coming in with six receptions for 105 yards and one touchdown. The pork pie himself this week. <laughs> the pork pie himself. I love it. I, if if by chance any Americans listen to this podcast, they will not get that reference. And that is great. Um, But yeah, the Packers won. Uh, I've left one game out though. It's the Eagles losing to the Cardinals. Before we go off on the Eagles, Cardinals, you've got a quarterback there. He's better than most of them in the league. He threw a pretty bad interception, but after that he was unbelievable in this game. Uh, the running game was going as well. The They were just racking up yards against this Eagles defence. Um, what is going to happen with this Eagles team in the playoffs? Because they're going to be in the playoffs. They're probably going to be a wildcard team when um, the Cowboys win next week. Um, but Lou... What happened in this one with the Eagles? What happened is what we've been saying for weeks and weeks and months. Maybe this defense is awful. It's awful. Mm-hmm. The bottom ten in yards allowed, fourth most points allowed in the whole league across the whole season. Because we're in going into the last week <laughs> of the season, and they've allowed the fourth <laughs> most points. That's that's for like the Cardinals to do, not the Eagles. Um, and, and now you're seeing yeah. this offense is struggling to keep up with what the defense is giving up, like we said they would do because they're getting fatigued because they're having to put up 31 points to maybe win every week. Mm. Um, yeah, I just... Mm. I don't... It's the Eagles. They've got a dynamic quarterback, a really good offense. So who knows in the playoffs, but ugh, I just... Defense wins championships. Mm. Sharples, who'd have thought that it would come to Fantasy Championship weekend and you would get more fantasy value out of your Cardinals than your Eagles, but that's what happened, wasn't it?
1: Well, unless for some strange reason, you thought it was 2010 and you picked Julio Jones up <laughs> because two touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. Um, to be yeah. fair, I feel like that went under the radar when he joined, but we probably should have been asking questions then. I know it's the defense they're worried about, but why on earth did they pick up Julio Jones? Yeah. Mm. Um but yeah, no, I mean I, I was was it the start of this year where I said the Cardinals would go 0 17? I think it was. Mm. Um they've looked really good since Kyler's come back. Um They were probably hard before like, that as well, yeah. Yeah. McBride mm. looks like he might be the next tight end one. It's gonna mm. be out of him or Laporter, I think, going forward. Mm. Um the um, Kyler Murray I don't know if I don't know if while he was injured he got a chance to rethink and maybe put down the PlayStation <laughs> controller and picked up a playbook. Um, I don't know, but they they look good and we shouldn't take anything away from them. Yeah. You're right, this Eagles yeah. defense, despite the fact that on paper and some of its names, I mean, big play yeah. Slay and Hassan Reddick and the two big mean defensive tackles, Jordan Davis. Uh, why aren't they? Why aren't
0: they doing things? Exactly. They're being paid like they're doing things. They just aren't exactly. doing things. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's the scheming, Cardinals. Isn't it? Yeah. The, yeah Cardinals. Yeah. They they all they all drove to work. They've got that fire in the uh, stomach. They got that. You, you know, just go- Google Google <laughs> Google the Jonathan Gannon. Uh, yeah. Pretty you If you thought that was gibberish, yes. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean. There's there's this thing where it's like, is Sirianni being found out a little bit? I mean, we're talking about Shane Steichen potentially being coach of the year. That Colts offense has only scored less than 20 points two times all season. Something like that. Um, and now this this Eagles offense, okay, they scored 31 points against, let's be honest, a pretty bad Cardinals defense at the mm. moment. They, you know, they play hard and they've got some talent, but... It's a rebuild the Cardinals team. Yeah, I think um, I think the Cardinals as well. Like you, you invest in this upcoming draft in the defensive pieces, and you get yourself just one true stud wide receiver, and you've you've got a good team there. You've got a really good team. I agree. I would agree. Um... T Higgins to the Cardinals the you have to safe first T Higgins to the Cardinals oh that would be nice <laughs> impressive victory this week lads Lou Ravens Sharps yeah only one way to go Ravens I put AFC North, because I do think Ravens-Browns-Steelers... Um, I was really impressed with the Browns game. I think if Steichen doesn't win Coach of the Year, it's because Stefanski has. But yeah, Ravens. Um, not buying it win, Lou. I, I went with the Saints, just because uh, even if they get to the playoffs, they're not competing against anybody. No. Chaps?
1: I went for the Chiefs. Ooh. Just think... From what I, it might be because I was forced to watch that full Raiders match on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day or Boxing Day—I can't remember what it was—but since then I've just been so down on them. And yeah, mm-hmm. they might make me look a fool, but equally if they got bounced in the first round, I don't think too many people would bat an eyelid. Mm.
0: I went with the Cowboys. Whoa! Wow! Because I wasn't convinced by the victory, by the manner of victory, or the way that they played. Um I'm really not as confident in them going into the playoffs if this is currently how they're playing. So I would will... lose speech though about the fact that if they haven't missed that
1: Call in the first quarter in 1995. No, no, okay, you've one you've, you've, you've them, missed the
0: point. You've, you've missed have that. You missed the point of the breakdown. The, the, <laughs> the butterfly the, effect is
1: basically what he was about. The point
0: of the breakdown wasn't oh that call didn't go earlier on. So the 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 point was the officiating <laughs> is poor regardless. <laughs> um, but yeah, I um, I want to get back to scoring 35 points again. Um, in in arenas every game. Um, Was this thing that, sorry, where where was I'm I'm completely blanking, where was the game at the weekend? It was in Detroit, right? Or was it in Dallas? It was in Dallas. Why are we scoring 20 points? We should be scoring 30 against the Lions (laughs) in Dallas. Um, Yeah, anyway, who's the worst team in the league? You know the rules. If your team scores zero points in a week uh, and alternatively if if you're Owner oh, no, throws a drink over the opposing fans. You are the worst team, so it's the Panthers. Mm, sharps?
1: Yeah, I think also the fact that they've won like one
0: game this season
1: also cements the fact that it is the Panthers.
0: <laughs> I just to be different i put the Eagles <laughs> 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 I, I like that I like that too yeah. I, feel, I feel like I feel like Sharples did something akin to this last week where he, he said like this team's playing the worst at the moment yeah uh, I can't remember who you said it about um, no I it picked I been the, I Chiefs. the Niners because I was oh the salty. Niners yeah yeah because you are <laughs> salty uh, I'm going to go the Eagles because they do look terrible at the moment um Let's switch it over to fantasy, though. Look at some of the players that won you your championship if you had them. Top five quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, John Love, Justin Fields, Kyler Murray, Joe Flacco. He's the lead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's in the league. He's in the league quarterback. Yeah. I, I... Uh, running back. <sighs> Lamar Jackson's the MVP, isn't he? 100%. So on up. Yeah, no, yeah. Unless he throws like 10 interceptions this next week and the Ravens lose and Brock Purdy throws 10 touchdowns all to our Christian McCaffrey. Mm. Um, McCaffrey McCaffrey's Number one on the week. Oh, of course. Make
1: it even more impressive then, wouldn't
0: it? Oh, yeah. Um, Speaking of something that's impressive, side note, just on a little bit of news. um, Dalvin Cook, sorry to step on your section, Lou, but Dalvin Cook got released by the Jets today. Um, he did it's okay I, I, didn't, that, uh, I, I, I did not deem it newsworthy at all
1: <laughs> so it isn't in the show there was
0: notes a tweet. well all I'm saying is he must be looking in pretty good shape because uh, a tweet went out saying if Dalvin Cook rushes for 1,036 yards in week 18 he'll trigger a $400,000 bonus uh, and then he got released just after that tweet came out. So maybe uh, the jets were, maybe the jets were seeing Dalvin Cook, and they were like, actually, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I
1: saw something similar, and I felt bad for it, Dalvin actually because he nearly got himself a record. Because if he'd have got one thousand four hundred eighty-four yards in that last match, he would have actually set the Jets' season. For <laughs> So it just feels cruel that they taken that chance uh-huh. away from him.
0: Yeah, he must have been looking pretty darn good. Uh, who knows? Maybe they've dropped him so that he can join a contender. I don't know. Who would want him? It's just strange how fast things happen, I suppose, because Dalvin Cook, it wasn't that long ago that he was one of the better fantasy options and running backs in the whole league. Anyway, mm-hmm. speaking of good running backs, Karen, number one. Karen Williams. <laughs> where, did, where does he go next year? I'd take him in the first round. First round. round. Good question. Whoa, okay. Um. Mm the sheer v- touchdown volume scares me. It's a bit like Austin Eckler of previous years, uh, where the he's scored so many touchdowns this year at a like video game rate when he plays, like when they get around the red zone, it's like they don't think about doing anything else. Um I I don't want to look to replicate that, if you know what I mean. True. I just I just think he's got he goes first round because he's a top he will be a top 5 running back he'll be taken in the top 5 of running backs if he's a top 5 running backs, he's probably going to be a first rounder next year uh, the yardage is great still a young guy um i yeah right. i i think he's first rounder
1: receiving work as well
0: mm-hmm. yeah i mean as much as as much in as we work. try and make this committee narrative in in Los Angeles Sean McVay wants a belco running back everything he's done with Todd Gurley Uh, when Daryl Henderson was the guy he, he wants a guy at running back yeah I mean I think that's a really interesting idea of like you know picking out some of these players from this year that maybe were unknown and asking kind of okay at the moment at the end of this season where are they going next year? I think that's something that we're gonna do uh, before we we kind of shut down for the off season. Definitely. Um, but another running back that will probably be brought up is Isaiah Pacheco. He was number two on the week. Brees Hall, number three. James Connor, and Jerome Ford, Etienne H and Justice Hill, and Khalil Herbert all having good games. Wide receivers: Lamb, Adams, D. J. Moore, Reed, Ayuk. Pope Pies in though with a good game as well, as is Amam St. Brown. <laughs> um and tight ends, Lou, you pi- you picked it. You picked the number one tight end on the week. Mm. Juwan John Johnson. Isaiah Likely in there as well and Joku got the Laporta. There's one for you. Let's dig into this a little bit. Next year, um I really need to look at Mark Andrews' contract situation because Isaiah Likely's just been great. Since uh, Andrews went down, that one-handed grab, so, that I one-handed mean, catch was mental to catch it one-handed on like in stride as well. Mm, yeah. and, and the great grab yeah. from John Johnson um, as well, like tight ends have. Surprisingly, oh, yeah. this year, he, he tight, like, he tight he ends, ends are sort of so shown up his this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apart from the main one, <laughs> no, we're yeah. still, still, still no um, clues as to why though. Um, <laughs> Any standout fantasy performances this week, though, shabbles. Um So I have to say a quick shout-out to CD Lamb, 40 or yeah. so points,
1: would have won me the uh, Super Bowl if I'd have got there. But there is one one man I need to shout-out, I, I mentioned this to you boys. Now obviously, I've made it quite known and been quite vocal about it that I think kickers are the most pointless people on the planet, particularly in terms of fantasy. Um, I've much preferred the league I mean where we don't have kickers we have an extra flex option I think it's much more enjoyable you get much more skill that kind of thing but um, I was trailing in the Shmoney League um, and Harrison Butker scored 24 points and I won so um, shout out to Harrison Butker um, always always believed in you always been rooting for your kid um, yeah peace
0: yeah and losing... The Championship Week to a kicker is uh, one of the many reasons why people get scared away from playing fantasy football. Lou? Lan, uh, you know, parentheses, my fantasy MVP. Look back at the tape. He was my MVP. I said this would happen. <laughs> I I said this would happen. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, un, unreal performance Um set the cowboys single season single season receiving yardage and receptions record uh, an amazing fantasy league winning performance now i'm going to i'm going to change the tone i'm going to read some busts out some players that were awful or just didn't do you any favors in your championship week and i want either both of you I want you to pick out a name and if you maybe had any of these on a team of yours or if you did have them on a team and you remember watching them at the weekend, what was going through your head? What was going through your head? Because I've got one in my mind immediately. But Austin Eckler, Derek Henry, T. Higgins, Tyler Lockett, Alvin Kamara, Chris Olave, Stefan Diggs, surprise, surprise. Oh, ho, ho, ho. We told you not to play him. We told you not to play him. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith, Mike Evans, AJ Brown, Pam Holmes, CJ Stroud, Jared Goff, Matt Stafford. Now for me personally, I, I, my my brain was exploding uh, not understanding why Mike Evans wasn't being thrown the ball. It was triggering and I was completely tilting. I just didn't understand they were trailing in this game and this guy's been unbelievable for you all season. Yeah, that's that's the name that's obviously stuck out to me. I've been a big fan of Mike Evans all year. I don't know why he wasn't being thrown the ball. Lou? Um, I mean, out of all those, the personal one for me is Chris Olave because I drafted Chris Olave in quite a few mm. leagues. Um, and it's just a frustrating season, I'd say. Like You can see the past few weeks he's had, he's been really good, but for the majority of the season he's not looked... That much in sync with Derek Carr. Um, just frustrating. So, a larvae for me, really. Mm, Sharps? Um,
1: not really got a, a specific name. I also had Mike Evans, but obviously I had the mighty Harrison Butker, so it didn't matter. Um, but I just think that it highlights a trend that for me has been quite a concerning one all season. Running backs have been, sorry, top tier running backs that were drafted high have been sinking teams this season. I yep. look back through yep. through our draft in okay. our main league, obviously I took McCaffrey third pick, I'm a genius <laughs> um, but Austin Eckler was a consensus top five pick and I would have been happy to have him, he's been a bust Tony Pollard I think he's finishing up at the RB 14, he went 7th mm. um, Saquon went 10th in ours I think he's about the RB 16 obviously Henry's been a disaster, Chubb, Chubb injured, barely played all season It's it's really been a season for wide receivers I think this year mm, and yeah. I, I know that in previous years I've always liked to have two top tier running backs and like right I don't have to pick in the wasteland but this year I think if you picked in the running back wasteland you probably did better than most people who secured what they thought was going to be a top mm. 10 running back this year
0: mm. Yeah I mean based on the previous two years fantasy football I would encourage people especially if you're in like a double flex league or a three wide receiver league to kind of emphasise filling up on wide receivers that's what I've done the previous few years but yeah my lack of points uh, whenever I've had bad scores this year has been those running backs those quote top tier running backs just not pulling the weight not performing and uh, spoilers I bet our fantasy bust of the year award goes to a running back I I would almost guarantee it. Oh, Um, I don't know about that.
1: Yeah, I've got someone else in mind.
0: The guy I'm thinking of, guys, it's been so bad, we've just got to shake it off this season. (laughs) Well, lad, uh, the guy I'm thinking of, you could say he's Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. (laughs) Yeah. Um... (laughs) The guy I'm thinking of sounds a bit like Kermit the Frog. Okay, okay, okay. The guy I'm thinking um, of is also my head to the booth, the the recording the booth, booth with his girlfriend. Oh, I've oh. got a I've got a head into the booth though, and I I I think I've hit the jackpot on this one. Hear me out, lads. Head into the booth, right? Tom Brady. <laughs> Google it. Google it. Google it. Okay. Is that Who's the guy you just sacked, Wayne Rooney? Oh yeah. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wayne, it's not working out, man. Who's that? He That's it. picked That's them. It. That's he picked him up
1: at sixth, and he got sacked at twentieth.
0: Nice. <laughs>
1: like it's not even funny.
0: The Brady effect. The Brady effect.
1: What? I mean, listen, we we know we know what. Brady's reputation is is there a chance that he just goes down to the touchline himself and says give me a few games let me see what I I I've think got he does maybe I think he's he does. watched
0: maybe he's watched that show Ted Lasso and he wants to do that maybe he's watched too much show. Ted Lasso and too much Welcome to Wrexham yeah yeah both of those shows that I've not seen a single second of but that Ted Lasso looks really bad um anyway <laughs> But what do we know? We don't know anything about that sort of stuff. Um, heading for the boo flu.
1: Yeah, as I said,
0: he's heading to the recording booth of his girlfriend, Travis Kelsey. Okay. but well, that was a great one from you. Oh, I I, um, it? Go on. Could
1: I chip in with one? I think I've got a genuine one. Um, of course. Which is sad course. to see. Um, I think Jason Kelsey might be done at the end of this year, and I could see him getting a... Commentary job. I know he's got a successful yeah. podcast going. He yeah. seems like a nice guy.
0: Mm. I bet he goes to um the guys who do Thursday night like um Fitzpatrick uh and um the big um offensive line guy uh Whit Whitworth who used to play for I bet I bet I, I bet he goes like uh to, to Prime on a Thursday night with them guys. Could see that. Mm, yeah, so potentially. Potential so you're saying he's, so you're saying he's going to jamble. be in the booth with Al Michaels? Potentially, yeah. Well, I hope he's brought his pillow and duvet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How our, like did? Yeah. <laughs> How our player picks did. probably act as How our player picks did. Well, I mean, it was fine, wasn't it, lads? Yeah. Uh, Lou, Tua, Taylor, and Thielen all were okay. John Johnson tightened one on the week. Well done. Nice. Can I just say, Thielen, um, uh, incredible that Bryce Young had the best game of his career. Really? He lured me in, and then he had uh, the worst game of his career. <laughs> yeah.
1: When when you picked that, I was just laughing to myself because I knew that's exactly what yeah, happen yeah. against that,
0: that secondary as well. <laughs> Who everyone has just been uh, throwing bombs all over. Well, lads, um, I, I we need to. I think we need four hits each next week. Is all I'm saying in order to catch up last year's hits uh, record. Uh, so we're not joking next week. But of course, the CJ straight one for me was a joke. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it was it no, was twelve points. It was twelve points. It was a miss. I, I felt for sure that Stroud was going to go completely off in this game. I'm still a bit baffled as to what happened, but I mean, they won, so uh, whatever. I suppose Ford twenty six points, very nice. Rice had a really good game, but because his projection was super high, he, he didn't end up being a hit uh, at seventeen point seven points. And a concord was just fine. Again, Sharples, Carr, and Hubbard were both fine. Uh, George Pickens was a hit, though. Um, Pickers has been really good towards the end of the year and Kyle Pitts got outscored by superstar Falcons tight end Michael Pruitt
1: I don't know why I didn't just pick Taysom Hill (laughs) his projections have gone back low again, do you know what, I'll tell you why I didn't and I'm surprised any of them was hit, I was in such a malaise last week about being eliminated that I I should not have been on the show to be honest with you, Like I was providing nothing, so that's probably why I picked Kyle Pitts, it wasn't about any paint or any kind of black mould, it was just Crushing mental
0: health. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle Pitts. What a career. (laughs) Um, Lou, news and injuries? Yeah, got a few. Christian McCaffrey. Oh, no. Fantasy Championship Dream Killer. Christian McCaffrey. Again, incredibly poetic that the guy who's probably got you there lost it for you through no fault of his own. Let's just... Uh, Let's just remind. Let's just remind you that some weirdos do have the fantasy championships in week 18, which is why we're still doing our projection yeah. beaters this week. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy yeah. that weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Christian McCaffrey knocked out of the game and held out with a calf injury. Uh, he says it was just a precaution, but that precaution will continue into this next week. He's not going to play against the Rams. Why would you? Uh, they're the number one seed. You know, we're not doing this whole thing that they did a few months back where it's like he needs to get the touchdown record every game. No. sitting out <laughs> you know, like Yeah, yeah it makes a lot of sense. So have you been wicking have you been Carl Shanahan impression? <laughs> <laughs> um Jalen Reed, wide receiver for the Packers, ruled out of a chest injury, X rays are negative, teamer awaiting further testing, he could miss Green Bay's week 18, crucial week 18 game, uh, Tua left the game of a shoulder injury, late on though, so my projection beer is isn't void um, left it very late on, uh, team aren't worried he should be good to go this week Alvin Kamara was ruled out of the Saints game before half time after suffering an ankle sprain, no word on the severity, but you've, you've got to think Kamara is at least in danger of missing this next week uh, Devonta Smith also exited the Eagles game was seen in a walking boot and crutches on the sideline, which isn't good. The optics of that aren't great, I'd say. Um, looks like he's also dealing with an ankle sprain. He was in crutches and a walking boot earlier this week as well. Uh, his availability will be in question in week 18 if he's in a bloody walking boot. Uh, and then rookie Will Levis ruled out with a foot injury. That guy's been beat up as well. And that's the injuries. Yeah. Any news? Panfazon was fined 300 grand for throwing a drink over Jags fans. Right.
1: Do you reckon he saw any of that money? Because if yeah. I was him and they'd, the league would find him 300 grand, I'd be saying, where's my slice of pie?
0: Also speaks to how much of a moron uh, David Tepper clearly is. Um, I suppose elsewhere, yeah, you've got... Um, Michigan versus Washington in the college football playoffs Some uh, interesting prospects coming out of that game Like Blake Corum, the uh, Michigan running back Who will probably be worth a look at over the summer period Um, But anyway, should we start looking forward to the Weirdo uh, Championship? Weirdo week (laughs) (laughs) Weirdo week Uh, um, yeah that's gonna stick I think weirdo week Um, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to everyone's favourite player to hate everyone's favourite worst player in the league Jalen Rager um, (laughs) who uh, housed one at the start of the Patriots game I did not even realise Jalen Rager played for the Patriots so that was very (laughs) that was very good Um, But anyway, we'll start looking forward to the fantasy players that you're going to want to play in Weirdo Week, Week 18. We'll start with the forget about it. Forget about it. At the quarterback position, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, if he plays, keep an eye on that one, Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy, Justin Fields. Forget about it. If I say any player whose team is uh, kind of locked in the one seed or locked in the playoffs who aren't, really, who aren't really playing for anything, just know to be aware that these people might be sat, hence why we don't do um, Championship Week in Week 18. But anyway, running back, Karen, James Cook, Alvin Kamara, Rashad White, Travis Etienne, Raheem Mostert, Joe Mixon, Jameer Gibbs, James Connor. Forget about it! What a weird list of names if you were to look at that at the start of the season and say that these were the running back forget-about-its it. in Week 18. Mm-hmm. Um, wide receiver Tyreek Hill, CeeDee Lamb, Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, Deebo Samuel, Amon Rassen and Brown, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Jamar Chase, Michael Pittman, and the two Rams boys. Forget about it. Tight end, Laporta, Kittle, and Joku, McBride. And is he in the. Is he in the. No, I think he's going to sit. You think he's going to sit? I don't think he's going to play. For the first time ever, we're not going to say a certain name in the tight end forget about it section. And to add insult to injury, forget about it! I would wager that he's none of our starts either. Because he's going to sit. <laughs> he's not. <Yeah. laughs> he's not and even, he, even if he was beaters. playing, even if he was playing this player, I am not playing him. <laughs> no, me neither. Me neither. Even if he was playing, I would probably say to him something like, uh, "I forgot that you existed." Is that a Taylor Swift song? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I really need to brush up on these for next year. I'm feeling left behind.
0: Um, I'll be honest with you. I opened my Spotify because five minutes ago we were listing off Taylor Swift songs, and that was in front of me by chance. Was <laughs> that a Taylor Swift song? Show? Gonna, um I need to I'm brush gonna, up on these next summer.
1: That could be one. I'm gonna just do. I'm gonna randomly just scroll through now and pick one at nothing and make a pun out of it. Okay. If you could say that in this season, this player has been a in a lavender haze.
0: Okay. Which
1: that I actually sounds, think is quite poetic that,
0: and that is, apt. That is true because that he's, because nice that is quite apt because the AFC has been <laughs> has been dominated by the Ravens. Purple more than lavender. purple yeah. but... And 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 he's and he's fallen in love and he's into Mahaze. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Projection beaters, week 18, players that we think are going to outscore the ESPN projections by four or more points. We need four hits each this week to even stand a chance of catching up to our hit ratio from last year and proving that the podcast hasn't gone completely downhill in season two. Um, <laughs> let's start with a running back uh, and we'll start with Alex Sharples.
1: Um. Okay, well, first of all, just for the record, my ESPN app it's not looking like it normally does, and so I haven't been able to do as quite as good analysis in terms of like how good people are against defending the run and all that stuff. However, um, I've picked Devon A-Chain, running back over the Mammy Dolphins, uh, projected 12.6. Now, quite interestingly, his partner in crime, his tag team partner, Raheem Mostert, is projected 13.3, but has a big fat Q next to his name. I don't think he's going to play. Um, not because he's being rested, because he's in a big game, but I just don't... I think Well, he might play, but I think A-chan is more than capable of taking up most of the work, and when he does that, we know what he can do. Uh, Got himself a big week last week, 23.7, 107 rushing yards off a mere 14 attempts, um, and got himself a receiving touchdown. He's had plenty of receiving work as well. 12.6 is an absolute steal for this man in a game that means something. Uh, yeah, this is this is a certainty. I'll I'm putting my uh hat on this one, the one with
0: ACDC on it, the one I really like. <laughs> okay. And I assume if he doesn't if he's not a hit, you're gonna eat it. Um yes, with some uh, onion gravy. Good stuff. Lou <laughs> I'm gonna go with Aaron Jones, running back for the Green Bear Packers, projected fourteen points. Uh like we're saying, like, we're picking guys who are in games that mean something. This is a muskin way a must win game for the Packers, not a Muskin way. Musk Wayne. Muskin' <laughs> wane <laughs> Sounds like a sounds like a wild west uh cowboy, Muskin Wayne. Like Look it's Musk and Wayne here. <laughs> coming into town. Um okay. this is a Muskin' Wayne for the Packers. If they win, they're in. Yeah. So uh They might have to lean on Jones more than usual with all the injuries at wide receiver that they've had constantly uh, through the year, but especially the past few weeks. Backfield partner AJ Dillon also exited this game this past week with an arm injury. So, you know, he could be out. At the very least, he could be hampered. More work for Jones. I'm expecting him to get around 20 touches in this one, which is... What he's been seeing averaging over the past three weeks since coming back from injury. Uh, his opponent this week, on paper, it's a tough matchup. The Burs, who we we're saying for, not, not that bad of a team. You know, the Burs have actually given up the fewest rushing yards of any team this season. Decent Russian defense. Yeah. Where they have been generous is through the air to running backs. They've allowed seven receiving touchdowns and a league high 973 receiving yards to running backs on the way to allowing 24 fantasy points per game to the position. So I think you know, context the matchup, his team's reliance on him, the weakness uh, of, of some phases of this defense. I think Jones is a strong start. Nice, <clears throat> nice. Uh, and I'm gonna go um, Seattle Seahawks running back Chet Johnson. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna go for must-win game, <laughs> muskin Wayne. muskin Wayne. Musk Wayne. Um, Kenneth Walker. <laughs> Projected 15.9 at Arizona. It's been a very up and down season for the Seattle running back, who I think we're all ready to crown as one of the new running back studs at the end of last season, start of this season. Uh, But it's been a bit of an injury riddled one. uh, And as such, Walker has struggled to find consistency. You just look at his last four game logs, 9 points, 20 points, 6 points, 16 points. Now, he does currently have a slight knock, but this is a must-win game for Seattle against Arizona, uh, and they need to get in the playoffs, and we know how talented Walker is. Seattle have no choice but to put the best guys out there. That is Walker, not Charbonnet. I don't think Charbonnet is a threat to Walker. You just need to look at the stats when both are healthy. Uh, Arizona are giving up 146 rushing yards per game, which is one of the worst in the whole league. If he suits up in this one, which I think he will, expect a very solid effort from Ken Walker, or as he's going to be called this week, Ken Running Runner into the end zone.
1: Mm, mm. Very nice.
0: What about your wide receiver sharps?
1: Now that is an interesting question, um, and yet again, uh, I am forced to ask myself why I do this to myself. Why I pick these players? Um, and I don't know the truth is I don't know it's the last week of the year um, I don't think I'm going to win anyway so I might as well have some fun with it um, this man this ah, oh, this siren of the wide receiver position he just looks cute as a button but he will stab you in the face if you put too much trust in him uh, he's boom bust very boom bust probably the most boom bust guy uh, he boomed two weeks ago against the Chargers with 23 points can he I busted. ask a
0: question in a second yes. Chapels is this, person, is this person cheeky?
1: Oh, he's the cheekiest. He's the cheekiest of all. Uh, he busted last week against the Patriots with a massive 4.1. He's only projected 9.3 points. It is cheeky, Gabe Davis. Um, I just think he might score a touchdown. And that's, that's all I really need for him to get a hit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, no rhyme or reason. Uh, I'm trying to make my peace with him because I've, I've slated him a bit this year, deservedly. Uh, he's been on my bench every time he's had a good game so yeah Gabe Davis
0: Cheeky Gabe I feel like Cheeky Gabe was your um, very first pick of last season at the wide receiver position against the Rams I remember that about Cheeky Gabe I think um, he was I think um, he yeah. was Luke I'm going to steal Sharp as his wide receiver from last week and pick George Pickens Projected 12.2. Uh, so, yeah, in two games with Mason Rudolph at quarterback, Pickens has 11 receptions, 326 receiving yards, and two touchdowns, which is pretty decent numbers. Uh, numbers that you can't really ignore, despite how sceptical I am of the quarterback throwing him the ball. Um, the two of them must have had some decent reps in training together earlier this season or last season, because that report has been pretty immediate. Pickens is... Uh, by far his favourite target out of all the wide receivers if you look at the numbers and um, yeah I mean like all these games that we're talking about this is a must win game for the Steelers Uh, if they want a chance to get in the playoffs this is sort of out of the Steelers hands a bit but if they win they give themselves obviously the best shot going to be an intense one because it's against the Ravens who yeah the Ravens might be sitting some starters in this one on both sides of the ball but I'm sure they'll relish the opportunity to dump the AFC North divisional rival out of playoff contention. So I think it's going to be a competitive one. As I highlighted with my quarterback pick last week as well, the Ravens have been sneakily leaky through the... Over the past month, they're giving up over 267 passing yards per game over the past four games. So they're beatable in that aspect, and the Steelers are going to have to come out swinging, put the foot down in this one on offensive. They want the best chance of winning the game. So I think Pickens' hot streak continues. Okay. Now, just obviously, we've got Mason Rudolph at quarterback. I just did a quick Google of what does Rudolph do after Christmas? <laughs> it's taken me to a Washington Post article that says, Reindeer, what do they do with the over 364 days of the year? It's not loaded yet. I'll update you when that loads. And maybe that will cloud your uh, wide receiver pick, Lou, if it says something like, they can't throw touchdowns anymore. Not sure. Just, um, but I'm going to go Jalen Waddle. Projected 14.8 versus Buffalo. Um they really missed him last week in the loss to Baltimore uh, the dolphins did although you could argue that on the whole it's been a disappointing season for waddle he did have a great run of form um in kind of the period from the week 10 <laughs> bye to just before his recent injury in weeks 11 to 15 uh, waddle was averaging almost 22 fantasy points a game eight receptions and 116 receiving yards um, by no means is the matchup against Buffalo this week an easy one, but Waddle just had two really good games against the Jets, who rank first against fantasy wide receivers. And, of course, you've got Tyreek over the other side, who's going to draw most of the folks of the defence. It's a must-win game for the Dolphins, and a must-score points game as well, so give me Jalen Waddle to play a key role, right, lads? A key role, get ready for this, in a Dolphins loss Ooh. Ooh. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills I'm taking the Buffalo Bills in this one but I do think Jalen Waddle has a good game I think uh, you have
1: a um, nice little bet builder on there, Waddle over a certain amount of yards but Bills still win a Bills
0: game. win Waddle over 75 yards oh yeah is um, your quarterback um,
1: my quarterback is Jordan Love of the Green Bay Packers um, projected sixteen point eight points. Now I picked him a few times this season, never busted. Uh, a hit with the first two, and then annoyingly a few weeks ago he got about seventeen or eighteen. It wasn't quite a hit, but since then twenty four and twenty eight points respectively. Just looks really, really good. He's got himself up to the quarterback five on the year, which are pretty, pretty astounding. I think most people sort of dropped him, sort of after week six or seven. He had a he had a bit of a downturn, but if you picked him up around then, he, he's probably help get you to uh, get you to the playoffs Um, and it's an important match Uh, Packers sniffing around the playoffs uh, as Lou mentioned um, when he talked about Aaron Jones I think there's going to be points in this one Um, the the Bears also have something to prove I saw that um, Justin Fields record against the Packers is absolutely atrocious it's something like 10 interceptions 2 touchdowns don't quote me on it but it's bad so he's got something to play for I just think it's going to be uh, a high scoring match and I think 16.8 again given his last few weeks is quite a low projection um,
0: and I like him, so Jordan Love this mm. week Jordan Love in week 12 was your last hit at the quarterback position, Chapels. Mm. so you really need one, uh, Lou who's yours? I'm going to with Derek Carr since quarterback projected 14.8 points uh, it's been an Insert adjective. First season in New Orleans for Derek Carr. Uh, adjectives you could use: bad, interesting, underwhelming, frustrating. Um, seem to be something missing. You know, whether it's his sort of rapport with his receivers or ability to managed games and he's been pretty banged up as well so he's, he's sat out a few games and played injured and all that sort of stuff but to his credit uh, he's actually playing his best football of the season right now when it's sort of sink or swim time uh, for the Saints over the past three weeks he's the quarterback eight in fantasy football uh, with a eight to one touchdown interception ratio uh, and he's had his two best fantasy performances of the season in weeks 15 and 16 just a couple of weeks ago um and I think that form continues again in a, a must-win game. I keep saying it, must-win game. Uh, if they win it, they have a chance to get in the playoffs against divisional rival Atlanta Falcons. Hopefully, it should be a juicy one. Falcons have been pretty much middle of the pack this year in terms of defending the pass and fantasy production to quarterbacks. So it's a narrative one for me, really, this one. Uh, Carr is he's one of the only quarterbacks this week who, number one, isn't a backup and number two actually has something to play for, so yeah, I'm going with Car. And just off the back of that, I'm going for a backup who's got nothing to play for. <laughs> um, yeah. Don't ask me why I'm doing it, but I'm going Tyrod Taylor projected fifteen point four versus Philadelphia. Uh, well, actually, do ask me why I'm doing it because it's because it's against Philadelphia. Uh, As usual, whenever Tyrod Taylor plays, he looks pretty solid. You know, 279 yards and two touchdowns and 25 rushing yards and 319 passing yards, one touchdown with 40 rushing yards are the stats that he's put up in the limited number of starts that he's had this season. Philly have been playing pretty terribly on both sides of the ball recently, so you can make the argument that they might rest the key defensive players, sure to make a nicer matchup for Taylor. But how can this defence get any worse than it already is? I hope they don't rest the players, because that might make them a bit better, to be honest, (laughs) than the guys they've got out there at the (laughs) minute. They're giving up 249 passing yards per game, and it just seems to be getting worse. They're completely out of sorts at the minute. The Giants, on the other hand, just gave the Rams a really tough game, and I think they're going to want to finish the season off strong at home against a division rival who they could perhaps finish off mentally before the playoffs even begin certainly a deep one uh, and I know I'm hoping for some rushing upside here uh, but there aren't too many better matchups to target in the league at the minute than Philly's defence no good news on the reindeer by the way they're just greys and stuff so um, Rudolph should be okay nice one for you Luke. Uh runs off with the tight ends Sharps um, well this man
1: um, the description of him in the ESPN fantasy app is absolutely perfect it really sums him up. Um, this dynamic plane maker demands ideal circumstances to produce. Um, it puts me in mind of um a flower. Um its Latin name is Selenusarius grandiflorus. It blooms only once a year and for a single night. Uh but it's it's beautiful when it when it blooms. It looks I'm just looking at it now, it looks almost like a silver jellyfish. Um now, to be fair, he's he's been a hit a few times for me this season, so this guy blooms sort of four or five times a year. But uh Taysom Hill. Yes. Um it had to be. Um still got a terrific smile. Um <laughs> his his projections have started coming back down again now that um people think that Juwan is the new flavour of the month. Um idiots. Uh he's projected five point seven points. Uh I think he's got another touchdown in him. Um And yeah, I just, I just, I really love him. He's he's probably my favourite player in the league. Um, So it's Taysom Hill.
0: Lou? John Johnson is my tight end. Uh, Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Predacted 8.6. He was my smash player last week. He looked great. Um, You know, he's a decent tight end. We saw that last year. Um, But you know what? The States offence has had its struggles. Quarterback changes because of injuries. Uh, there's been competition at the position with stupid Taysom Hill, Foster Moreau. So he's had a bit of an underwhelming season, really. We thought he'd have a better one than he has done. But seems to have found a lovely bit of form as we finish the season. His target share has increased each of the past three weeks in that span. He's the tight end too. And like his quarterback Derek Carrie's playing his best, most fantasy relevant football of the season right now. I'm betting on him maintaining that this week. And I'm going to go Jimmy Graham. What? (laughs) No, I'm not. not. I do think it's absurd that there's four tight ends for the Saints that have fantasy projections. Um, I'm going Darren Waller, projected 9.7 versus Philadelphia, just doubling up with my quarterback here. I figure, uh, you know, Tyrod's going to throw it to someone, I suppose. So here's to hoping Waller... He has a bit of a flourish to the end of this disappointing first season in NYC Um, and as I mentioned Philly are leaking yards so uh, let's say Darren Waller has a good one. But it's the weird week game tiers. Week 18 final week of the season. It is a weird week though isn't it Lou? Because you don't know who's playing you don't know who really wants to win who's not bothered. So I think dubbing it weird week is quite apt but um, sharps. What games are in what tiers?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm ready to have some pushback on some of these, but it's how I've interpreted some. I think there's some teams that are going to rest players. Some teams are just straight bad. Um, But here we go. In the bad, we've got Patriots, Jets, Buccaneers,
0: Panthers, Raiders, Broncos, Chargers, Chiefs. Um, I think Panthers, Buccaneers could be fun for fantasy managers of any Buccaneers players.
1: That's fair. That's fair. Hmm. Um, I just think the Panthers are that bad I have a hard time putting any of their games um, in anything but Uh, mare but into the mare we've got Ravens, Steelers Jaguars, Titans, Saints, Falcons Bengals, Browns, Commanders, Cowboys, Giants Eagles
0: yeah I mean the Jaguars Titans has some serious playoff implications but the Jaguars are just like the worst team in the league to watch
1: and Oh, and yeah, I think the Ravens as well, they, they're they two clear games ahead, so they could sit everyone in theory, yeah. which is why they're not a bit higher.
0: They did uh, this a few years ago, though, and uh, they just completely were not at the races in the first week of the playoffs. so I wouldn't be surprised if the Stars play at least a half.
1: That's fair, that's fair. Mm. Into the good, we've got Colts, Texans, Lions, Vikings, Packers, Bears, and the Cardinals against the Seahawks. Ooh. Colts-Texans, um, should be good. Yeah, should be a spicy one. Uh, into the great, uh, two games in here, 49ers-Rams and Dolphins-Bills.
0: Ooh, um, why 49ers-Rams in there if 49ers could sit players? They could sit players.
1: I don't think they will. That This is just in my head, I don't think they will. And if both teams play decent players, then it should be a good match. But you're right. I thought the Ravens would sit some... I just I just put it in there. I'll be honest, the great section was looking a bit sparse.
0: That's fine. I love the honesty. Uh, yeah, Dolphins Build is the game there, I think. Uh, but that's going to do it. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. <laughs> Hope you win Weird Week. Hope you win Weird Week. Um, we will be back with an episode... In a couple of weeks, with some end-of-season awards, some wrap-ups of what's happened, it's probably going to be a pretty long one. We're just going to get some really fun and interesting stuff prepped for that. But thank you for listening all season. If you have, we really do thank appreciate you very much. Uh, anyone mm-hmm. who yes, listens. Uh, and we hope you've had fun playing fantasy this year. We hope you've won your fantasy leagues because that's the most important thing: winning. Um, and yeah, best of luck if you are a weirdo and you're playing week 18. <laughs> best of luck thank you very much for listening cheers see you later bye 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 Bye. why did
1: you say bye like three times I know you said bye like (laughs) three times